15, there are so many people that has heard the voice of God, but are scared to transition into the things that God has told them to do. Because of course, COVID-19 has shut down a lot of stuff. A lot of people's financial situations have changed. Their job situations have changed. But the question becomes, do I listen to the voice of my finances or do I listen to the voice of God to move in the direction uh, that he has for me to go? So let's, let's go ahead and open up the conversation and start off. Tell us something about yourself, about the transition from moving from Atlanta to Virginia. It's funny you even ask about finances. I mean, first of all, you just got it. If you hear God and you really hear God, I think his voice is going to make you move anyway. So to bring up finances was a great segue to ask me me. When I, when I came here, T.D. Jakes, I met T.D. Jakes one time. Well, I met him more than once, but the first time I met him, he said, hey, man, you're going to be pastoring in six months. I'm like, dude, whatever. In my mind, I'm thinking in my mind, you know, false prophet. But he a big dude, and he had an entourage. So, you know, I kept it to myself. You, you feel me? But um, the amazing thing was six months later, I ended up here because somebody sent my resume in. Now, when I came here, I was going to have to take a $30,000 pay cut. But I knew God was calling me. Um, at first, to be honest with you, it was like a $60,000 pay cut, right? To be honest, just to be straight up honest. And then I was like, look, I can't handle that. If I came up here with that pay cut, I'd be preaching every Sunday somewhere else trying to survive because I, you know, I had houses and other stuff I was dealing with. But then I said, I can take this amount of pay cut. I can take a $30,000 pay cut, right? And I was like, cool. And it worked out. But then when I got here, right before I got here, man, they did a vote. And they pretty much got me where I was getting paid as a principal. Now, I still had to take a pay cut in a way because I had to leave my real estate alone. And God told me to leave my real estate alone. I'm just now picking it back up now in the midst of COVID-19 because he told me I had to sit back and not do it. So for eight years, I really wasn't doing any real estate, at least here. My company at home was doing a little bit here and there. But I allowed a lot of my agents to go ahead and go to other companies because God had me focusing more on my pastoring. And so my thing is that the, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So my thing is, if I seek what God has told me to do, has called me to do, the finances going to come. So now let's be honest with you. A lot of people tell the story, the backdrop of a story of God has told me to move. And now five to 10 years to 20 years later, you see the results or the fruit in the beginning when God told you to shift. Were you scared? I mean, you're going to always be a little nervous or scared, I mean, or have, you know, perfect love cast out all fear, though. So, yeah, you're going to be worried. I mean, when, when, when God told Abraham to go, he said, go to a land where not your own. And he said, and don't take nobody with you. And then what the Bible said, and Lot went with him. So apparently he was still fearful because he took Lot with him when God clearly said, don't take nobody with you. But you always want to kind of stay in a comfort zone because that's your flesh. Why is that? Why, why do why do why as, as as human beings, we want to be in a comfort zone versus the zone that God? I has mean, the key word is human beings. Even Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh that's is weak. weak right. You feel me? So your spirit want to always do what it's supposed to do. But put it like this. No matter how much power we're going through here, like Brother Danny got this stuff set up. But if the building couldn't handle it, what would happen would be this. The circuit breaker would trip it and it would go off. The power would go out. And sometimes our flesh short circuits what the spirit is trying to tell us to do. And because your flesh always want to stay in a certain comfort zone. That's why Paul said, I want to, he has to beat my flesh into submission. I got to, he got to beat his own flesh into submission. And so that's what you got to do. You got to make your flesh deal with it. When you're working out, your trainer be trying to kill you. Like, I'm going to blame this on Brother Kim. I know I had shoulder surgery because of Kim. You know what I'm saying? My shoulder had a short circuit joke trying to kill me. You feel me? But anyway, the thing about it is you have to put your mind over matter even when you're working out because it hurts, but you got to push through the pain. And when your spirit begins to take you somewhere, you got to push it through to the level of where God wants you to go. It's a constant. See, the thing about it is people think they can have faith one time and be done. But what it says, faith comes by hearing, not having heard, not by hear. But by hearing. So you got to continue to speak to yourself what God has told you to do because you got to keep hearing it. What what the lady with the issue of blood? She said, if I can just touch 
the hymn is gone. But she kept saying it over and over again because she had to hear it. And guess who you around all the time? No matter where you go, there you are. So you got to continue to speak to yourself and keep doing it. I got to keep saying, you know what? I know God said get this building. I know God said get this building. I know God said get this building. People said you ain't supposed to get it. I know God told me to get this building. And then we keep pressing and here we are. Wow. Wow. Got to keep hearing it, man. Wow. But you got to say it because right. the preacher only there once or twice a week. Yeah. We late now. Right. We're supposed to be up at 1115. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. But so if you weren't speaking to yourself by right. faith waiting on me, you had already missed the move of God. You feel me? Right. Sorry for being late, though, you know. So 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 with with that hearing, continue hearing mm -hmm. and, you know, continue to keep on hearing the gospel and encouraging yourself. What place or how do you get to that place? of not being so discouraged of what God has told you to do and you're not seeing it materialize because I understand the Bible declares to us that we walk by what? Faith, not by sight. Some people don't move in the area where God wants them to go because they can't see it. Man, this How would is, you encourage those people? This is the thing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, suppose my faith is not there yet. The faith is yeah. the substance yeah. of things hoped for. Yeah. The evidence of things not seen yeah. so if God told you to do something your faith is going to cause it it's already there yeah. so your faith is the evidence and the substance which means if you already thought it it's already done yeah. in the heavens yeah. thou Lord thou will be done you just on, gotta believe it on earth as it is in heaven you yeah. got to keep hearing it you yeah. got to say it Abraham was called to be the father of many nations. It took a long time. He was 100 years old by the time he got to it. Moses was called to lead the Egyptians. It took 40 years at the backside of the mountain. You understand? They were told Moses and he was going to lead them out, out of the promised land. They, they wandering around in the wilderness for 400 years. You understand? So at the end of the day, it takes time. Two, two, two. I said 440 years. But, but, but it takes time. You feel me? So, so, so the thing about it is, God, when he tells you to do something, all that stuff not going to happen in one moment. That's why it says, ears have not heard and eyes have not seen what God wants to right. go on. The you feel me? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, let's do this. Let's walk us through the process of the feeling that you had when things were about to shift in your life. You know, where, where, were you excited? Were you nervous? Were you trying to strategically plan yourself? Or are you just going to say, I'm just going to listen to the voice of God and just move as God says move? I mean, it's always a journey. I mean, like I'm shifting now. You always shifting. So as a visionary, and see, that's why it's hard for people to work for visionaries. Because, see, that, don't, don't, if you my friend and you think I'm this nice person because you see my big teeth. And hopefully they ain't yellow because they big. I see me smiling. But as a visionary, I'm not smiling all the time. Yeah. I need you to get done what I need done. Absolutely. And so, like, I'm, I, we, we have this. I don't want to say what it is. I'm saying, you do this, you do this, you do this. And if you can't do it, eventually I'm going to take it over. And eventually I got to get rid of you because right. if you can't get what I need to the next level, I got to get rid of you. Absolutely. Keeping it 100. Yes. Visionaries are already on the next deal. So I say, hey, brother Antonio, I need you to handle this. Brother Daniel, I need you to handle this. Sister so-and-so, I need you to handle this. And I'm gone. But if you want me to keep spoon feeding you, I can't use you because after I give that to you, I got to go do something else. Because what God says is, if you favor over a few things, I make you ruler over many things. So I give that person a few things that God gave me and move on to something else. But if you can't handle the few things I gave you, I got to get somebody else to do it. And the thing about it is. God is not going to look at those people who I gave that job to. It's ultimately on me. And so if I give you something and then you never move on it, especially when I give you the resources to get it done, then if I got to start taking it over and micromanaging you, I got to find somebody else. The problem with visionaries is, especially church visionaries, they look at Jesus like he was all this nice guy and oh yes, no, no, Jesus said he called them people you whitewashed walls. He called them pretty much you look good, but he was saying you empty inside. He was calling them tombs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He told he told the disciples, how long I got to be with you, you faithless generation, when they couldn't heal the boy with the epilepsy seizures. Even Jesus got frustrated because when you have vision, God is always pushing you somewhere else. God is always causing you to move. I don't want to be like Moses. You know why Moses didn't go to the promised land? It wasn't because he was cussing out God all the time. It wasn't because he, he, he when God told him, I say this a lot, when God told him one time, he said, strike the rock right. and get water. The next time he said, speak to the rock. Right. 
But Moses was mad at the people and struck the rock again. Water came, but God was upset at Moses because he was trying to operate today on yesterday's word. And the problem with the church is the world changes every three and four years, yes. but the church doesn't change yes. for 20 and 30 20, years. Yeah. And you're supposed to be the head and not the tail, mm. above and not beneath, and the lender and not the borrow. But how in the world are you going to be the head and not the tail and you behind the world? You know what I'm saying? People used to tell me, oh, Facebook. And a man came in my own church, wow. folk, and told me because I was on Facebook, I was serving the devil. Now, that same Negro come to me and asked me how to get on Facebook mm. because you got to be ahead of the time. We already was moving to have, I don't know why I'm so excited. Maybe I'm just using this as a vent moment. <laughs> I don't know why. See, the thing about it is you got to listen to God and not people. Some of my trustees, I love them to death, but they didn't want some of them didn't want to move to electronic giving because they looked at Givelify takes 2.2 percent plus 30 cent of every gift. And they were saying we losing money. No, we not. God telling me we need to get up to at least 50 percent of people giving online. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, don't worry about it. This is what God telling me. If y'all don't like what I'm doing, vote me out. That's what you do. The way you protect yourself from a Baptist pastor, you get a group of people together and y'all get a if y'all can get a quorum together and put out it and y'all two thirds of y'all vote to pass it out. He gone. But I know this is what God telling me because I don't want God to sit me down like he did. Saul. Saul told Samuel, I did it because the people. I ain't going to worry about people. So now everyone is like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you do electronic giving. Why? Because everybody can't come to church now. But now that you got them on automated giving, you ain't worried about having church because you already getting the funds in. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying that's the only reason we do it, but you can't keep the lights on without it. But God had already given me a vision before the pandemic hit. You feel me? So if you're going to be the head and not the tail, how you going to be the head if you following the tail? Anyway, man, I think I'm getting a little too excited. Hey, Daniel, am I too crunk out here? You know what? I can't ask Daniel that because Daniel always crunk. So I'm going to leave it alone. I love it. But I yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting crunk right now. You, you asked some good questions because I, can I talk to the pastors for a minute? Pastors, you can't follow your flock. Your flock needs a leader. If your people can see everything you do, you're not a visionary. You feel me? If my people know every move I make and it makes sense to them, I'm not stretching them. Some of the exercise Brother Kim gives me at the fit shop. All right, Kim, that cost you $59.99. No, but if, 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 I, if, I, if I could do all the stuff he did, why would I have a trainer? You know what I'm saying? If I had the vision to do that, why would I pay him to train me? So let's talk to that pastor that's mm -hmm. in a place where they're comfortable. The members are comfortable but he's not comfortable because he sees the potential to grow. How can he stay on track without having the fear of losing his job? Because a lot of pastors don't stretch, just like you just said, don't move to the next level with their congregation or bold enough because they're scared to lose a job. Now, there's a fine line because, see, I don't worry about getting fired, but God will tell me what pace to go at. Gotcha. And my thing is I don't talk to everybody at the same time. The problem with the Baptist church a lot of times, too, you always going to have these church meetings. And I bring stuff when it's money changing or we got to deal with the budget. Yeah. I always meet with the people so they can know where their money going once a year. And I lay out the budget. If I got to make a change to it, say, you know what, we need $10,000 to do this. I'm going to call a meeting and bring people together. But I ain't meet with you every time I make a decision. I'll meet with you once a year and give it what it is. See, this is the thing. What happens is you a spiritual being. As a pastor, you're making spiritual decisions. And some people make spiritual decisions, but you going to carnal-minded people to make spiritual decisions makes absolutely no sense. No sense my favorite, one of my favorite moves is 300, yeah. right? Remember Leonidas? Absolutely. He met them 2,000 folk. And the man said, why you only brought 300 soldiers? He said, dude, I brought more soldiers than you. Right. And dude says, no, you didn't. I got 2,000 folk. He said, hey, man, you, you over there, what do you do? He said, I'm a carpenter. He said, you, you over there, what do you do? I'm a dentist. Hey, you, you over there, what would you do? I'm, I'm, I'm a doctor. And, 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 and then he, 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 he says, okay, watch this, Spartans, what are you? Ahoo! And they said it because every last one of them was a soldier. So they were concentrating on what? War. Now with me, my job is to eat and sleep church, but I got dentists. I got lawyers, I got CFOs, I got, I got carpenters. I got all different people that got different jobs thinking about other things and then when they come to the church, it's the afterthought. So who knows more about the post of the church, me or you? Who's listening to God more, me or you? 
And like Nehemiah did, like Nehemiah, hey, Daniel, can you do me a favor, bro? Can you come out here and close these doors? Because so many people walking back and forth, and they distracting me. And it's like, I don't know if they want to see what's going on, but I, this is how I work. I'm, I'm ADHD just like you, bro. So, 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 so what happens is, appreciate it, man. So, so, so what happens is, what were I talking about? You were talking about the soldiers. And yeah, the soldiers. What happens is you begin to talk to people who not really focus on church and you get thrown off because you already, even though you hearing straight from God, even though you hearing right from God, it's still a level of, 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 of flesh on you that already makes it, the message diluted and you got a little fear. And now you leaning on other hu human beings. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to kill Moses, dude. Yeah. Remember, Korah yeah. came against Moses yeah. and God said, step back. And he swallowed up two thirds of the folk that was coming against Moses. God will deal with your enemies for you. I, I almost I don't even want to share that story. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it. I, I was thinking about it, but it might be a little too tough of a conversation. But these tough conversations. But I'm, I'm going to leave. Go ahead. Yeah. But uncomfortable but, conversations, uncomfortable conversations. So yeah. let, let's 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 shift. And, and, and I thank you so much for talking directly to the pastor because we're now in a season now where it's forcing the creator and also the visionary in the pastor you know what? I to think, emerge. I think I need to share this with them. Yeah. It was a time, you gotta understand as a pastor, you are a, and some people ain't gonna like these conversations and some of y'all might think church is a, a, a evil place when I say certain things, but sometimes you're a pastor, it's a double-edged sword and sometimes you're a warrior. It was a group of people that continued to come against the vision right? And God told me one day to send this group of people a text. And he said, let them know what we trying to move. You're not the pastor to them anymore. You got to take out your sword. Remember the time he told the prophet, don't pray for them people no more. And he said, because they continue to kick against the vision. And so if I wasn't obedient to that, I don't know where we'd be. I, I sent that text out and I, I, I hate to say it, but all of them Every last one in the group, we got sick at the same time. Some of them here, some of them not. You know what I'm saying? Because when you come against division, you ain't coming against me. You coming against God. So it's like if the Godfather, now I know I'm just talking to people that watch gangster movies. If, if the Godfather's one of his soldiers in the street is selling dope and a made man begins to harass that person, He'll go tell the Godfather what's going on. And the Godfather would deal with that made man to protect one of his soldiers. Absolutely. Now, if the Godfather in a human racketeering, evil, sinister game would protect his soldiers, how much more would God protect you? And so the thing about it is when God tells you to move, you got to move. Now, sometimes he tells you to wait because you can't move all at once. Nehemiah prayed for months before he told Xerxes what was going on. And then he went with a group of people. Then he, then he even left his group of people at the gate and looked at other stuff. You can't bring everybody in the vision in the beginning because in this embryonic stages, it would get killed because, and aborted because you bring people in who don't quite understand what's going on. Every time I was coming to get this vision, I brought all these people with me, my whole board. My whole board every time. Because that's the way the Baptist church teaches you. Yeah. But you know what Paul and Paul said? Every time I do what I'm supposed to do, something right. rise up in me. Right. I used to think that Paul was just talking about sin. sin. Right. He was also talking about the tradition of being a Jew. Yeah. He was called to the Gentiles, but Peter always trying to make him act like a Jew. Even though he was a Jew, he wasn't called to the Jews. He was called to the Gentiles. Yeah. Paul. Right. Me, even though I'm at a Baptist church, I'm called to the apostolic anointing right. and I got to take you to another level. Right. So some of the ways we deal with leadership in the Baptist church, I have to change in order to get where it is we going. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So, 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 the, so the thing about it is, is you got to be bold, but move when God say move. He'll give you a vision and sometimes you be like, like as, put it like this. If you a trainer, you will run, come on, you will push them. Then sometimes you got to run back. All right, come on. You might be running backwards. Hey, come on, come on. And you pushing them because sometimes you got to run off, but then you got to come back to gather some of the people. You understand? And some people might get left behind, but you're trying to make sure you keep 
most of the group with you if you can. But sometimes you over here working on this thing and they don't even know you're working on it, but you got them doing this, but I'm already getting this done. Like I was already working on the loan, working on this, but I'm still having church conference meetings to vote on certain things, but I'm already in the background because of my real estate working on what it is I need to work on. And so when I get to a vote, I already got the loan and stuff approved. I already went to five different banks. I already worked all that stuff out. Now all they got to do is vote on this bank. What I had to learn too was Stop telling everybody everything because when you start telling them everything and they get confused, oh, he changed his mind. Right. You can't bring them through every step. Right. When I finally Say left, that one more time. You, can't one bring more time. Them. you can't bring everybody through every step. Wow. When God told me to just deal with Trustee Shaw, he said deal with Trustee Shaw and Trustee Shaw and I began to go out. We looked at this church. They only wanted to sell two of the buildings. God said you're supposed to have three. I even stressed Trustee Shaw on that one because he was his friend. I said, man, he said three. He said, man, they said on two. I said, well, God told me we had three buildings. They didn't cuss me out, but they were thinking about it. And then it, <laughs> I love Pastor Tony Clark and all them. And eventually said, you know what? And he just said, he said, we hadn't, we hadn't listened to God. And God did say, y'all supposed to have all three buildings. And yes. they sold us all three. But if I would have listened to man, we wouldn't have been here. Listen, I was listening to the Breakfast Club this morning, and they had uh, Pastor Michael Todd up there this morning. And he said something so interesting. It's crazy that we're having this conversation. He said things cannot grow from comfortable places. It can't. So what would you share? Uncomfortable is a seed. Absolutely. In the middle of the dirt. Right. In the middle of the dirt, a seed is in dirt. In darkness and dirt. Yet it still knows. Come on, somebody. Let me look toward the healing which coming my help. When When the sun hits it, the photosynthesis, they understand I'm in dirt, but I'm not buried, I'm planted. So if a seed got enough sense to hold his hands up to God in an uncomfortable place in order to break through the dirt and come out and become a bush or a tree or a shrubbery or grass, if the seed can praise God in the midst of the dirt, why can't you? You ain't going to be anything. You ain't nothing but a bag of dirt anyway. You have to get in an uncomfortable place in order to grow. Do you understand when you're doing the bench press, you actually building more muscles on the way down in the negative motion than in the, that while if you're going like this, you ain't building no, but if you can learn how to take it down in a controlled manner. In fact, have you ever seen a really big muscle bound dude here have one person over here and one person over here and one person in the middle and sometimes they'll let it go down real, real slow. Then the people will snatch it up. Then he'll let it go real, real slow because the negative motion come on somebody what have you learned in good times what when you you learn and your character is built in the midst of the struggle do you know you can see hundreds of miles in the daytime you can see thousands of miles because you can see the sun but in the darkness you can see millions of miles away because you can see stars in different galaxies wow. that you can't even fly to wow. because in the darkness, Max. your vision begins mm. to be more honed in because in the darkness, you focus on what it is you need to be focused on. Mm. You go through a dark place. You will definitely be praying and focusing on God then. You better hear me right now. The hell I went through with New Beach Grove when I got here was boot camp. The city can't do nothing to me. I've been trained, bro. Wow. When you have deacons and, and folk on your team Pow, pow, pow. Outside folk can't mess with me. The inside is where the stuff gets messed up. Wow. And when you start moving people out of their comfort zone, the, 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 the natural humanistic thing is to react and say, you ain't prayed. No, I pray. You ain't prayed. Right. Because God says, he who began a good work and you shall finish it. He says what? You shall do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask, think, or imagine. But it says the power that work in you. you. So if you don't get into a place of faith, God can't use you as much as he could because God is not a respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. And if you got faith, God going to take you to a whole nother place because when you got faith, you're not depending on yourself. You're depending on him. When you go by faith, the devil can't mess with you because the only thing he can do is mess with your mind. But when you walk by faith, you don't even know why you're doing it. So you're doing it because God told you to, but the devil can't even mess with you because you don't even know why you're there anyway. I got an assistant and I ask a, a million questions. How did, how did, don't worry about it. God told me to do it. I ain't thinking about it. So you leave me alone and just do what I told you to do because it's God telling me to do it. And I don't even know why he'll tell me the answer once I get there. He said, Abraham, go to a place where I will show you. Well, don't worry about it. Just start walking. And when you start just walking because God told you to walk, he'll use you more mightily. But the problem is we let the, the demons of the world cause us to walk by the flesh and not by, it causes us to walk by the flesh and not by faith. 
Anyway, if anybody... I don't know who that word is for. That's for somebody. Ooh. God is telling you, you need to get up and start walking right Walk now. It out. Walk it out. Even when he touched Jacob's hip, he walked with That's a confirmation limp. confirmation. But he kept walking. If you got to limp it out, baby, walk. If you got to crawl, keep moving. Whatever it is, God is dealing with you in your life right now. Just keep on moving. Wow. I'm just crumping, man. Wow. Um, thank you, thank y'all too for keeping the air down on blast because I ain't sweating as much as I would do. I hope I ain't freezing you to death, but go ahead, man. Appreciate you, brother Daniel, for the wow. doors and everything, man. Appreciate you, man. Go ahead, I'm listening, wow. man. I just wow. had, man, I'm, 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 this, this right here, what you're doing with your ministry, man, I meant to tell you this, man, what you're doing is you stretch pastors. So I know I'm an irritating dude when it comes to vision. I know I be irritating you when I say certain things when we sitting behind, but you such a cool, calm dude. But sometimes I be bouncing stuff off of you just to see. You're saying, where am I going? And, and, I'm, and, and when you're dealing with a visionary, you got to have vision because put it like this, that power, you got to have a ground wire, right? And so no matter how much power this building has, it got to have a ground wire that's stronger because if you turn the lights on and there's no ground wire, it's going to blow up. So what's the ground wire? It's going into the ground right. to keep everything stable. Mm. And you have to have, even though you might not be doing things as much as you think you're doing, yeah. you are a, a, a conduit. You are a, a, a cord, if you will, that helps people channel their energy. You feel me? Because right now you stretching me in this conversation because you asking me stuff and memories coming up and I'm being able to vent some things out to the atmosphere. And even though I may have as much faith as I think, it may be some impediments or some pains in me that need to come out so I can lead my people better. So don't think that you're not in the place where you should be because everybody's not going to admit how much you help them when right. you interview them. Right, right, you feel me? Right, right, you feel right, me? Wow. So what I'm saying is, and when you asked me one time and then we, we messed up and it was supposed to be yeah. a miss because I wasn't ready right. mentally for what I was going through because God had to take me through a deliverance process. God had to take me to another level because some things that had happened in my past that I didn't even know about. See, you are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. God had to get that out of me so I could go to this level right now. And now I don't really care who I offend. I ain't say nobody's name. Right. You, you know something about King? Dr. King called folk name. He said, Mayor Loeb is sick. I ain't called nobody name with no sermon. You know what I'm saying? Ask Brother Daniel. I ain't called nobody name with no sermon. I might mess with him about something. We tripping. But 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 King said the the mayor is sick. He he talked about Boo O'Connor. Because he was a prophetic preacher. The problem with the church is pastors don't want to speak prophetically because they know prophets die early. You feel me? Yeah. And even if you don't die a physical death, they're going to shoot at your reputation. They're going to attack you because prophetic voices make people uncomfortable. And you have a prophetic voice and you bring out the prophetic voice in other people. And so when you say uncomfortable conversation, that's a prophetic voice. See, people think prophesying is you saying what's happening and it's going to happen. No, you speaking what's going to happen because your voice made it happen because the same creative power God has, you have. The power of life and death is in the power of your tongue. And when you speak it, it comes to pass because you were created in the image of God and he spoke the word into existence and you can speak your own word into existence too. Some of y'all broke because you speak broke. Some of y'all sick because you speak sick. You are whatever you continue to say. Right, right. And you begin to pull things out of people. So if there's any doubt in me, I'm going to hear it before it come out. Mm. Anyway, man, go ahead. Ask me wow. another question, man. Wow. I'm, I just want to give you your props because I think a lot of times you come out and you bring people out and, 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 and you don't even understand how much you help. And even when you deal with a Rudolph McKissick, even though you have people that have bigger names than mine, way bigger names than mine on your show, you don't understand how much you helping them. Sometimes you think that you help that they helping you, which they are. But sometimes because they having these conversations and the people, people like Rudolph McKissick and all that, they ain't going to talk to nobody who ain't helping them. Now, they might say they're doing you a favor. They ain't knocking Rudolph McKissick because he's a dope dude. But I'm telling you, if you didn't have an anointing, he wouldn't be talking to you. You feel me? If you didn't have an annoying, I wouldn't be talking to you. I don't, I don't waste my time talking to people who I know ain't going to pull nothing out of me. I'm like, you know what? It's good. I, I ain't even doing my series today. I got lessons all the way 
to November that I'm doing a series on. But when you said it, I said, well, can we do a Tuesday? Because then I'm like, I can just use this because something's going to come out that's going to help somebody. The reason why some people are under demonic control is because they're not walking by faith and they letting the devil inhabit their mind. I'm glad you said that and, and, and you, you hit something so, so, so interesting. During the shift, mm -hmm. walking through faith, what was your main concern about it all? Because the concern that you have, there's somebody that's going to watch us live now that's going to have the same concern, but they want to know how did you manage to pull through? And I don't want to, a lot of people don't want to hear, oh, because I prayed, because I know that was the voice of God. What really strategically helped you move through? Well, what, was your main, what was your main concern? Now, for what? Because there's so many. With your faith walk from moving from uh, Atlanta to Virginia. All right, all right, cool. And my second part question is, okay. why Virginia? Out of all places, why Virginia? That's where God told me to go. I hadn't even heard of Newport News. Wow. Somebody sent my resume in. Wow. Let me tell you this story. Nah, it's going to be too long. Now nah, I tell you. First of all, when you walk by faith, God is sending you a sign. God told me one day, I was in the middle, I was a principal. God said, go to your house, in my rental property. Yeah. I went to my house, my brother was in the police car. I had let him use my house and he didn't have some girl in there and the girl didn't put him out the house and i'm like hey i had the deed i got up that morning and grabbed the deed to the house why wow. why am i grabbing the deed to the house because the spirit told me to wow. took the deed brought it in oh yeah you know what hey man it's my house da, da, da. you need to let my brother out of the car because that ain't that girl house and they were like okay and i said i don't know why i got the deed they let him out and then i said no nah, that ain't why i said look they wouldn't let me in the house, even though I had the right to be in the house. But since I'm black, I ain't want to get shot, right. even though they ain't understand that it's my house. And they really, I'm the landlord. I can go in the house. Right, 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 right. You feel me? Right. And they went, but it's like the the police didn't understand. They got the dunamis power with their right. gun. Right. So I ain't mess with that. Right. You feel me? Right. Right. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, so, so I was like, hey, look, I need to, I need to get my, my copy machine. I was an expensive copy machine with me at the time. Right. Uh, you know, I got a big guy machine now, but, but that was to me big right, right, then. Right, right. And I was going to get it and they said, ah, right, you can go get it. I got it. I said, no, nah, it's some other reason why I'm here. This ain't it. This ain't it. And then I got out and I said, no, nah, it's something else. And I know they were looking at me like, what in the world is this guy talking about? He crazy. Mm -hmm. And so then I said, no, nah. I said, is that my mail? It was a mail on the side of the, on the side of the match. Cause that used to be my real estate office, but I was God, I was, I had got a bigger office and, and anyway, so I got the mail and it was a, background check from newbies grove i was in the top five wow. and i had interviewed them on the phone and they had called me out the blue because somebody had sent my stuff in yeah. but the person that sent my resume in didn't know where i live so they used my business address when they sent my resume right. right so the funny thing about it is that background check yeah. was due that day and thank god i ain't living newport new because newport news slow as molasses <laughs> So I go and I take my, I do my own background check and I keep trying to email it to Deacon Spells. He was over the chair. It kept bouncing back, kept bouncing back. So then I called the church and Donna told me the fax machine, I got it there at 458. If I wouldn't have got it there before five o'clock, I would have been knocked out to running. Wow. You feel me? Wow. So because God, I was sensitive to what God was telling me to go to my house and have the deed. If I ain't had a deed, they would have never let my brother out the car. So he didn't go to jail because of that. I went there, got my printer because the lady could have stole it. But that ain't why I was there. I was there because God wanted to make sure that he got me where I was supposed to be. And that the daggone mail right there, I opened the mail. It's from Newbies Grove. I had already interviewed with them on the phone, but I was in the top five. They wanted to interview me in person. But if I would have never went there because the spirit told me to get the deed in the morning, leave my job, go there. You know what I'm saying? And then I ended up here because I was sensitive to the voice of God. And when you send it to the voice of God, when you start listening to him for little things, then it's easy to hear him for big things. Because when he tell you big things, you remember the little things. Like, why did I even go over there? Right. So he'll begin to show you and order your steps in his word. He ordered my steps that whole day. Why did I grab the deed to my house? I don't walk around with the deed. Right. I grabbed the deed, took it. I don't know why I got it. But God told me to grab it. I'm going to the house. Oh, my brother about to get locked up. Hey, this is my house. Got him out. No, that ain't it. The spirit telling me that ain't it. You got to just be in a praying situation to hear God. You feel me? And God will take the stuff you don't want to do. Like when God told me that when we broke that deal, Maxwell Realty, we should have got $60,000 for broken the deal in Atlanta with the church. But God said I can have none of that commission and all that stuff went to the church. I was mad for a long time. This is probably one of the few times, you know, that I ain't get mad even talking about it. Right, right, right. Hey, right, right. You know, it was a testimony, but it was a matrimony, too. But anyway, so that, that's, it's, it's just listening to God. 
and hearing him and knowing that you hear him because you know him and you spend time with him. And sometimes I don't spend as much time with him as I should. But when he talk, sometimes he got to scream at me. It's like, hey, but I'd rather him tell me before I get sick. Or one thing, if I don't sit down and talk to God, God will make me sick. But you know what? I listen to God even more in COVID-19 because I don't want to call because I don't want to scare nobody. <laughs> and I know the way God get my attention sometimes, he'll make me sick and sit down. So I'll be still. I don't want to get sick in this season. Let's talk about that because a lot of people, and that, that, that was going to be the second question I transitioned yeah. before we close. Yeah. But uh, that's the main thing. A lot of people hear the voice of God. God is telling them to do something specifically in this season. I interview uh, Pastor Marvis Yancey and God instructed him two years ago. I can sing like him. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. God God had instructed him to to start a church two years ago. Yeah. And now he's doing it now. There are so many people that's going to be watching now that that God has told them to do something, but they're either scared or they're listening to the voice of others. That's why they're not moving. What is the danger? What has happened in your life for not listening to the voice of God? I know you just said that you get sick. Well, you don't listen, God will well, make you sit sick. down. Yeah. See, God say, I make you lay down in green pastures. I make you lay down. Right. So if you don't sit down and listen to him, he'll make you lay down. Right. right, right. And I know the way he talked to me because I, I, I rarely get sick. But whenever I get sick, I know because I ain't sat down mm. and, and, and listened to his voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And cause remember, and I think it's in Colossians, not Colossians, Chronicles. Yeah. And, and it is Chronicles. I can't remember exactly what chapter. But God put them, the people of Israel, in captivity because they didn't honor the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is not a Sunday or a Saturday now, but it's a day you need to sit down and just listen to God and just be still. Because God can give you a God idea that will outweigh 2,000 of your good ideas. One God idea can change the world. 2,000 good ideas may change your status. But one God idea can change the world in everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's just being still and just hearing and hearing his voice. And God, can I talk to the business owners? Yeah. So when we church, God told me to, to, to start pushing Maxwell Realty in the midst of COVID-19, I guess because I don't have as many meetings right now. And people would be like, man, no houses selling. Man, sometimes it'd be hard for me to even find a house sometimes because they'd be going so fast now. And so Maxwell Realty is being blessed in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Newbies Grove is about to acquire another building, even in the wow. midst of a pandemic. Wow. You understand? So God said the weather, the wicked, the later for the righteous, not saying mm. the bank is wicked, but I'm going to just say the world. Right. And, you know, we got the PPP stuff. Right. And then the bank gave us three months off on our loan. We didn't even ask for it. Wow. And then let me talk to the churches, too. You got to listen to what God says. And some churches are still operating like a mom and pop shop. Mm. And the reason why we were able to get the talk PPP loan or, 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 or grant is because we are incorporated. Yeah. You know, 20 people lo- left the church because we incorporated the church because I didn't want my name and other people's name on a loan. Right. So I'm like, nah, we can't do that. And see, a lot of people in Virginia may not understand the importance of being incorporated as a church because you st- if I do something wrong, yeah. I'm still liable, but it's just me. They'll come get me. Or they'll come get a trustee that lie. But when you have a mom and pop shop set up and it's in people's names, if you do wrong, all us going to jail. Or they coming at all of us. You still not covered if you do wrong, but everybody else is covered if it was you and they rectified the situation. But also banks don't want to have to keep talking to a whole bunch of people. Oh, you know what? I'm going to talk to so-and-so. No, you need to talk to trustee Antonio. No, no, no. You need to talk to Bishop Daniel. No, no, no. You need to talk. And and so they need to have a structure where they got one person they talk to. And even if you sign on stuff, they don't mean you own it. But they want a point person they talk to because they don't want you going around the bush. If you ain't paying, they want to know who I need to call. You feel me? And so in that way, a lot of churches that didn't get those um, those loans or those grants, really they grants. If you don't do right, it becomes a loan. But a lot of churches didn't get them because they didn't incorporate. And a lot of times people don't incorporate because church folk don't understand business. And then they allow them to talk them out of moving. And the reason why Virginia was and a lot of people in Virginia don't understand because it wasn't about to 17, 18 years ago when Jerry Falwell Sr. sued the state of Virginia because if, you, if you're not incorporated, they didn't let church incorporate. Every other state was incorporating but Virginia. But until Larry, until, until um, what's his name? Jerry Falwell sued the state of Virginia, that's when they allowed churches to become incorporated. Because the thing about it is if you're not incorporated, you got to go to the courthouse and ask them permission to buy something. 
So if God say I own a cat on a thousand hills, but I got to go get permission from the world, how in the world I'm going to get the thousand hills and the cattle? If I got to go to the to the judge and God telling me to walk by faith because I don't have the money yet. But he telling me to move because I didn't calculate the cost. But he told me money going to come out of nowhere. You feel me? And, and now I'm not moving because the judge looking at my finances telling me from a worldly perspective what I can't have. And when we was coming to get this, people thought we couldn't get this, can't get that. Boom. Money that was in PayPal over here. They hadn't checked it. And it's right here. God had already laid the money up. Bam. Down. Crazy. Anyway. So and I'm, I'm glad yeah. that you said that because when you moved there, the PayPal, the money was here and we're coming to a brief close. This is going to be the no, second no, to the last question. Ain't no, ain't no worse. I, I want to ask this question. This and this is really critical. And I think that it damages a lot of pastors, a lot of visionaries. What happens or how would you encourage the people that has heard a word from God and they moved in the direction that God wanted them to move in? But the evidence didn't come right away. How would you encourage those people? I'm doing what God has told me to do. He told me to start a church, mm -hmm. but the church is not growing. I'm only getting right. three people no, that's coming to my church. I hear you because faith comes by hearing again and hearing by the word of God. Yeah. But Moses was on the backside of the mountain for 40 years. Yeah. It took him forever to get the people out of Egypt. Right. And then Moses himself didn't even get to go to the promised Most land. Promised. Only two people from the generation was able to go. And sometimes you building things and you started things that may not even happen in your generation. Mm. David started the process of wow. the temple, but he didn't let David build the temple because he said, you got too much blood on your hands. You my great warrior. I'm going to let it come through your lineage and it's going to come through Solomon. It's going to come through uh, Solomon, but I'm not going to let you do it. But you've done enough. And sometimes it may not be you to finish it. You may just be the one that started. And, 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 and maybe God has me building this up. Because God said, I give you a house you didn't build. And maybe God has you to be faithful and you started something and you put all your life into it. And then maybe God going to move you somewhere else. You understand? I'm not saying I ever want to leave Newbies Grove, but it's always open because I never know what God want me to do. I ain't going to apply for no job. I ain't applied for a job since 1997. 19, 1997 or 1996. When I, my first teaching job was in 1997. I applied for that after that. God moved me when it was time. When you're faithful to what God telling you to do, he moves you when it's your time. Or he elevates it when it's your time. You don't have to force I work. No, You dude, don't have to force dude, it. Dude, they came to ask me to be an assistant principal. I took my classes, but they told me, I right, we need you to interview this job. If you don't say nothing stupid, you got it. Man, I was answering the questions like with three or four words. They were like, why you ain't talking so much? Because you say as long as I don't say nothing stupid. And I got the job. Assistant principal, I got called in the middle of the night to become the principal over at Newburgh. Didn't even know Newburgh had a school. They knew what I was doing in the Cab County as an instructional assistant principal, and then they called me out. Boom. Somebody sent my resume to Newbies Grove. I ended up here. Boom. Somebody called me to work at Hampton and became a professor there. I'm on the planning commission because my hater was writing lies about me wow. and the city got attention and they called me over there to be on the planning commission. Come on, somebody help the commissioner of the revenue. So then I ended up being selected to be on the board of review of the tax assessor's office and didn't apply for that either. You wow. feel me? Wow. Not saying that you shouldn't apply for stuff, but I know how God orders me. When you do a job well and you do what God wants you to do and you walk by faith and not by sight, God will begin to open doors. Your gift will make room for you. But you can't ignite your gift if you're not walking by faith. It ain't going to happen. Because your gift comes out. Come on, somebody. It says, up out of you will flow the anointing. See, we say, oh, spirit of living God fall fresh on me. That is not theologically sound. It sounds good. But it's in you. He got to break you. Come on, somebody. He got to break the alabaster box in you. And sometimes the anointing ain't going to come out of you until you're broken. And when you're broken, and that's when the anointing flows. Come on, somebody. Until they pierced him in his side, he couldn't get all y'all. He tore Jesus' body up to get the Holy Spirit out. And sometimes God tears your life up. And sometimes we think it's the devil. But it's God cutting and contouring you to shape you how he needs you to shape you. 
Come on, Joseph. I know they sold you into slavery, mm. but as soon as you come out of this, 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 this well, this, this pit, this pit, you didn't know you was gonna be second in charge. Okay, they lied on you again, Joseph. Come on, somebody. But now that you got out of jail, you go see. Sometimes you gotta understand God has sent you down to bring you up. And you got to stop looking at the circumstances. You got to look by faith. The devil, the little G God of this world. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. we say, see, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But the world, the little G God of this world is Satan. And world comes from the Greek word cosmos, which means the order or the arrangement of things. So it's the props. It's where we get cosmetology from. You know how you think that girl look real good, but you rub on her face. Come on, somebody. It's, 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 it's where we get the word cosmetology from. And the devil can put up props in your life, the decorations or the arrangement or the props in your life, and make your life look like it ain't going right. But that's why you got to walk by faith and not by sight. The devil is over the circumstance. There should be no reason why I couldn't say I'm okay in spite of my circumstances. You ain't supposed to be under nothing. You are overcomer. Come on, somebody. You are an overcomer. You are. You have faith that can overcome the world. The world. The world systems that the devil has set up. Sometimes he might send a whale to you, Jonah, a fish to you, Jonah. Do you know God uh, even calls your failures? Do you know why he really was swallowed up by a fish? Because the people of Nineveh worshiped the fish God. Come on, somebody. And he smelt like fish and he ran after he got spit out by the fish. So when he got there smelling like a nasty, stinky fish, he thought it was a messed up. And he thought he only do you look at. Do you look at his sermon? He said, get right. That's it. That's all. That was all and they got saved. Right. Why? Right. Because they saw this man get spit up by a fish. So he, God had met them on his level. Mm. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So now he's coming to Nineveh stinking and smelling like a fish. Yeah. He come to New Beach Grove. We putting him out. But you go to Nineveh because they worship the fish. Hey, I seen him. It spit him out. He rolled in on a well. They ain't know God had killed him and he went to she-hole, which is hell. Right, 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 right. And sometimes God will cause you to be broken because sometimes your brokenness gives you more favor. Because mm. people say, you related to me. Right. Anyway. Wow. I, I don't know, man. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, go. yeah I'm good, man. Wow. Keep talking. I ain't no rush, man. I already told dude I might be late. Go ahead. I'm listening. I, mean, it's, it's, I just want to help somebody, man. You, you got to walk by faith in your business. You got to walk by faith in your marriage. You got to walk by faith in your relationships. You got to walk by faith in a whole bunch of things because that person, that whatever level they're on right now, God is going to take them to another level. And sometimes you got to learn how to take chances with people and jobs. Dude, I came here thinking I was going to take a $30,000 pay cut because that's what God told me to go. But I did calculate the cost because I knew I couldn't afford six. I could afford 30. So, so, so that's, that's, that's the question. That's the question. Yeah. Did you have anything? Because a lot of people, uh, the truth of the matter is, I can walk by faith as long as I have something else to lean on if this God thing doesn't go through. Right? Mm -hmm. So what, what now, did you have anything? I'm going to ask you the critical question, uncomfortable conversations. Did you have something that you had in your mind that you were going to lean on if the God thing that he told you to do didn't no, go through. No, nah, because he told me I couldn't do my real estate for a minute. I had to do this. So you didn't have any plans in you your mind? Saying, uh, having a plan B. Now, I'm not saying don't have a plan B because in real estate, I got plan A, B, C. Yeah. It's business. But when God told me to do this, that's what he told me to do. Yeah. So me having a plan B is me not walking by faith. You know, you listen to Eddie Murphy. He said he knew he wanted to be a superstar. Yeah. And they were like, you have plan B. He said a plan B just means mm. I think I'm going to fail plan, plan A. a. Right. Do you, I mean, can I tell you something? What's that dude's name? Is it Tracy Morgan? Yeah, Tracy Morgan. He ain't funny to me. Really? To me, no, nah, he ain't. But he funny to somebody. Yeah, 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 funny to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I like I, I like Dave, I like other people. But he ain't funny to me. He yeah. ain't funny to everybody. He, he funny to you, though. But I see so, where you're going. And, and some people can't. You look at some people like, man, they can't even act, but they're making money. Right. Because they had the faith to stay in that vein. Mm. Faith is not a respect of Wow, person. I see where you're going. It don't matter if you believe in God. Sometimes if you walk in my faith, it's going to yield to you what it is because that's a principle God has in motion. Mm. And the problem is sometimes the people in the world walk by more faith than Christians. Mm. Mm. LeBron James ain't have nowhere to go but up. Right. Make Probably a million dollars a game. I don't know what he made. Yeah, yeah. You understand? But he had faith. Yeah. 
He knew he was going to make it. He said, if you want me, bring my four friends with me. I want to be able to bring them out the hood, too. Now, some of them didn't make it to the NBA, but they at least had them eating on the way and had their school and stuff paid for and had their room and board because he had faith saying, I know I'm getting out of here. And sometimes the curse of the middle class is that we get caught up in mediocrity because we be comfortable. And the rich get richer and the poor will go ahead and walk by faith because they don't want to be here. And some of us stuck in the middle because we satisfied. Mediocrity. I can't hang around wow. mediocre people no more. And so I get madder quicker now. And I just have got to get rid of people because when, when, when Jesus came down from the mountain, yeah. he was frustrated. He said, you favorite generation, how long must I be with you? How long Because he was frustrated. He had just been transfigured, had just talked to God. His disciples had went to sleep, but he was in a whole other level. He came down, walking into some mess that he thought his disciples should have been able to handle. And so now when you become a visionary, you're going to start getting uncomfortable with certain people around you and you just got to change it. So how do you move those hindrances out of the way? That's the question. Man, how you, do you, because a lot of people have a lot of hindrance of people. Now, I wouldn't do that because, you know, you need money to start this or you need money to do this. But yet then God is giving you a word to move and people are telling you what you can't do. Well, how do you move those hindrances? I know you don't have that issue no, I do. because you have a strong personality, but how does a person that doesn't have a strong personality, how do they move those hindrances out of the way? Sometimes not even a strong personality. Man, I just ain't going to keep listening to somebody who doubt me. Yeah. Why am I going to listen to you? You got to control your ear gate. Faith comes by what? You can be blind and have faith yeah. because it comes by hearing mm -hmm. and hearing by the word of God. Yeah. So if you ain't telling me what God is telling me, why am I going to keep listening to you? Right. Like, I love my mama, but when she was telling me I wasn't supposed to come up here and I knew I was supposed to come up here, I'd get out the phone. Hey, you know what, brother Antonio called me. Hey, I got to get out the phone, mom. And I got wow. the phone because I got to control what go in my ear gate. I got to control what go in my eye gate. Wow. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mouth speaks. And what gets in your heart is what you see and what you hear. And then your mouth speaks what you hear and what you see, and you keep hearing all that garbage. You just got to learn how to stop listening to folk that are always bringing you bad news or telling you what you can't do. I don't know who this is for, but you need to erase some people. As a matter of fact, go to your cell phone right now. There are some people that you're connected to that you don't need to be talking to because they're hindering you from what God has for you. That's what you need to do. Keep on pushing and delete the people that's not speaking what God is speaking towards you. Amen. So let's, 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 let's transition a little bit. Outside of financial change, what was the most concerning part in your transition? Outside of the financial change, outside of the unknown, what was the next concerning part to you? Like what part? It's so many different. Like you far gotta, as, okay, you, 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 you've moved, you're moved to a place that you've never heard about. Never heard no, about Newport News. I think the challenging thing was my greatest liberation. Mm. I didn't have, a, I didn't grow up in a house with a, uh, I didn't grow up as a PK, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, the traditions and stuff pastors were telling me I couldn't do. Yeah. I didn't know what I couldn't do, so I went not So there was no limitations that you had in your mind? None, because they'd be like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Did you talk to pastor so-and-so and get permission? Well, I got to get permission from him because yeah. he the pastor everybody look at. Well, I ain't, he ain't God. And right. What is this, the mafia? I'm supposed to go to this ministry. I can't do ministry on this corner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I wasn't caught up in a tradition right. of the church protocol so how can we remove because i think that the issue with the 21st century saint is that we're so caught up in religion versus relationship reverend right and see that's what jesus was mad about with the pharisee yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. and 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 they they were they were hindering people because they was mad at jesus for hearing healing somebody on the sabbath and he like dude you don't you don't water your cow on the sabbath right. so you telling me i can't heal nobody on the sabbath Okay, let me talk. Let me talk to my, my Caucasian friends. Yeah. And, and really, it wasn't even the problem that Jesus was healing on the Sabbath. They were mad about who he was healing. Mm. You healing this person who outside the church. Right. You healing this person with the issue of blood. Yeah. You healing this minority, yeah. this Seraphonician woman right, right, who right, ain't right. even a real Jew. Right. You healing this Samaritan. Yeah. Lord, you, you messing with this lady who been over. She a woman. She been been over 18 years. How dare you heal her and liberate her and bring her to the whole status of where we at? Two on that, evangelicals. Jesus dealt with the underprivileged. Yeah. Jesus eyes. was assassinated because he dealt with the underprivileged. Yeah. And the problem with the church is we always trying to go get favor with everybody who already got when we're supposed to be helping the poor. Yeah. We're supposed to be helping the, the, the widows yeah. and things of that nature. And, 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 and we're supposed to be speaking life 
into a dead world. And how in the world, how, what good is salt if it lost its saltiness? And when we talk about uncomfortable conversations, a lot of evangelicals don't want to deal with the issue of Black Lives Matter, don't yeah. want to deal with the yeah. issues of, 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 of police brutality. Stay right there. Stay right there. You feel me? And, and I'm not a chaplain because I, I, I do love the police, but I'm not a chaplain because I just know the police going to do right. I'm a chaplain so I can be a person in the room. Right. So if something happened, I'm right there with the chief. Right. Hey, man, you know what? We need to do this and we need right. to do that. Right. 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 I don't do basketball program just because the police are loving. I do a basketball program to make sure people are around each other to be able to see somebody in a positive light. Faith without works is dead. So now I got police and black people and minorities seeing each other as human. So hopefully that begins to cause some of the tension to be uh, uh, held down. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you just got to find your, your niche and be in situations. But, but you got to speak truth to power. I was speaking to a white person on yesterday and, and they didn't agree with certain things that Malcolm X did. And I had to break it down to him. This is why Malcolm X did this. Malcolm right. X had meetings with Coretta Scott King to make sure he knew I'm going to push this envelope right. even more because they are listening to King more if I push this envelope more right. Right. because they wouldn't listen to King without Malcolm X. They wouldn't listen to King without Bobby Seals. Right. They wouldn't listen to King without, 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 without people like right. that who were radical because King's voice just sounded better to them because it was a less alternative. Now everybody talking about how good Good Kaepernick knee was because yeah. now black folk done started burning up stuff. Mm. They started defacing art. Yet they still value the art more than the black, black life. But so sometimes you got to understand I'm a nice person. I love you and I'm going to speak the truth in love. So, nah, yeah, I love the police, but they do shoot us. When I call the police, I'm a chaplain and everything. Hey, you know what? My alarm going off. I'm black. I got on these jeans with this shirt. I tell them. Ain't no white person got to do that. But I know at the end of the day, if this cop don't know me, he coming in here like this Negro trespassing, even though it's my house. And you got to have them prophetic voices. And the problem is the church has lost its saltiness because it always want to be politically correct. Jesus wasn't politically correct. That's why they killed him. They assassinated him. I, I know it's a cross. I know it's a crucifixion. But they assassinated him for talking to the Seraphonician woman. They, they assassinated him because he talked to the men in the adulterous relationship just like he dealt with the woman. You feel me? They assassinated him because he healed the broke back, the broke back woman who, who was in a lower class. They assassinated him because he was doing things and making them look bad because he was doing real ministry. And the problem with the church is we lost our saltiness. If somebody ain't mad at you sometimes, you ain't doing so that. Wrong. I don't know, man. Go ahead, man. I be getting all crump, man. I'm trying to be calm. I'm trying to get my Joel Osteen on. This, hey, this, everybody. <laughs> this is the last question, and, and, we're, and, and we're done. And mm -hmm. I want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your wisdom and, and also your voice. But I want to ask this question. Uh, if anything that you can go back in time and change or add, who would that be? Wow. If you can go back in time and change or add, because most times people say, if you can redo anything, oh, I understand that. But if there's anything you can change or add, because I know that you're a lot wiser now than Man, you were before you left when, Atlanta. When I first got called, I did like Jonah and yeah. Moses and Gideon. Yeah. See, one thing about Joshua, Joshua, you don't never see Joshua wavering on nothing. Right. And sometimes Joshua got in trouble because sometimes he even went before God. And God like, you ain't even asked me this. Right, right. And he was like, man, I thought we were supposed to win every war. Right. Right. Joshua didn't right. never, right. Joshua, if you read Joshua, Joshua ain't never have step. Right. If I could have been like Joshua at a young age, I would have been happy. Mm -hmm. Because when God first called me, I turned down churches. When I was younger, I didn't want to be no pastor. I wanted to live my life. Wow. You heard me. We're wow. going to leave that right there. I ain't want to do that. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, 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 I wanted, right, you know, right, I wanted to roll the Holy Ghost up in right, brown right, paper. Right, you feel right, me? Right, I, wanted, I wanted to get my right, Holy Ghost on. You right, feel me? Right, right. You know, I, I wanted to party. Yeah. And so God calling me at 19. What? Yeah. I started living like I wasn't called to make sure he knew he called the wrong person. <laughs> wow. You feel me? I, I ain't dangling up there. <laughs> I thought he was gone. Hey, man. I was like, wow. God, let me let you see. Let me let you see how hellish I'm living because wow. I didn't want to accept it. Wow. And I lost years that God could have already had me somewhere else if I would have been obedient at 19. Wow. Now, I, I know people talk about Bishop Long and Bishop Long did some yeah. things he shouldn't have done or maybe none, allegedly. Yeah. We're going to edit that, allegedly. Yeah. And 
But I went to his church because I was running for my pastor. Had never even met Bishop Long. Went there to hide. This joker stopped talking. Walked up, pointed at me in the balcony and said, you ain't in your seat of authority. I'm like looking all down. Dude, it was like it couldn't have been no better timing as a sitcom. Wow. Everybody looked down at me like this and I could see everybody's face on that long row. And they were like, he talking to you. The dude said, you ain't in your seat of authority. You're supposed to be a pastor and you're trying to be a teacher. And you can't wow. withstand the devil because you ain't in your seat of authority. You're driving a car you thought wasn't going to work. Dude, if I started off at a hill, if I would have to tell people to get out of the car <laughs> and we ain't had no momentum. Hey, man, let me get to the top of this hill first. <laughs> I'm being serious, dude. Dude, <laughs> dude, we used to go to this liquor store right when I was at Georgia Southern, underage, I ain't going to lie. And it was this big hill. I stopped driving out there because... We was at the bottom, but it was a, it's on a steep hill. And so I'm like, hey, man. And we just tried to go up, but it wanted enough power. So I'm like, hey, man, I got to get it up to the top first. <laughs> and y'all can get back in the car. Dude, that's how raggedy my car was. Wow. And he said, it didn't even know me. And I left out mad. I wasn't amazed. I was mad. It wasn't until late. I was like, man, you know what? This dude's speaking truth, and he don't even know me. You feel me? And and so, but I but that that's even why I tell people be careful on who you put your mouth for. I don't care what people has done. Oh, I don't care what people hallelujah. has done in their past. I just want to share something with somebody that's going to watch this Reverend. live. God still has a call and anointing with your. It does not yes. matter what you have done. It does not matter where you have been. God has an, a call with your name on. It does not matter what your mama say, your daddy say, your sister say, your friends from school says. God still has a call with your name on it. You need to walk into your purpose. Amen. Listen, I want to say thank you. I apologize, yeah. but no, you thank you so much for being show. a special guest. Show. Do me a favor. Uh, we're talking about uncomfortable conversations when God's plan is making you uncomfortable. When it's making you uncomfortable, I need you to leave some words with the people that's going to share with them. In uncomfortable situations, God still has a plan, but how can I navigate when the plan is uncomfortable? And I need you to give them some encouraging words and then close out with a word of prayer. Man, it's always going to be uncomfortable when you dealing with God because God is going to always give you a vision bigger than yourself. Yeah. If, 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 if God gives you a vision, you can't never do it by yourself. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like I can do this, but if I ain't have Daniel, I ain't have other folk around me, I ain't have trustees, yeah. I ain't have social media people. If, I ain't, if, I, if, if, if God didn't pull all these people around me and all executive assistants, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Your vision is, the vision of God is always going to be bigger and make you uncomfortable. Abraham was uncomfortable. He took Lot with him even when he wasn't supposed to because he was uncomfortable. That's it. You understand? Right. David was uncomfortable. Saul was trying to kill him the whole time. The whole time. But, you know what I'm saying? But, 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 but. And he was still yet serving while he was called. Yeah. He was, an, he was anointed for the position, but yet he was still serving. Exactly. And see, when you say wait on the Lord, you got to understand the weight that he's using in the Hebrew and in the Greek is yeah. not waiting. It's, it's, the, it's the Hebrew word that means service. Yeah. Like a waiter is a server. That's yeah. why they call him a waiter. They don't say waiter. And that's why you get mad if you wait on a waiter too long. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're supposed to be there to wait on you. Right, right. And so when it says you wait on the Lord, it yeah. don't mean you just sitting in your car right, waiting. Right, right. It means you're serving the Lord. Right. You understand? Right. So you're waiting or you're serving, serving God while you're waiting. The greatest among us will serve. Elevated where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And you still going to be serving because that's what your job is. Yeah. It's a service. So when I ask people to do certain things, I get to the point I see they ain't doing it. I'll be like, hey, look here, executive assistant. Tell me to do it. I'm going to do this because so-and-so ain't done this yet. And I'll be like, boom. And they'll be trying to take over. I ain't got time for all that. Let me go ahead and do it because at the end of the day, I'm a servant. That's why I don't care about getting down and doing it. Right. If I delegate it to somebody and they can't do it, I just got to do it myself. So what I'm telling you, it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to make mistakes. And when I preach Sunday, I begin to say he's still calling our name. Yeah. And eat, but you're going to be uncomfortable because you're going to fall. Yeah. You ain't nothing but a bag of dirt. And Peter was, even though Peter was called to be the rock of the church, Jesus said, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crow. Understand you will fall. You human. We all fall short of the glory of God. And he says we all fall short. And they said, if you don't feel like you fall short, then you a liar trying to call God a liar. We all fall short of the glory of God. But even though Peter messed up, what did the disciples say? What did the angels say to the young lady in Luke? He said, tell the disciples and Peter. You feel me? And Peter, yeah. even though Peter messed up, right, he's right. still calling your name. Yeah. 
Even though Paul was messed up in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, even though he was messed up and had a thorn in his side, he asked him three times to take it from him. But God said, my grace is sufficient. You going to fall because you're human, but keep serving. Keep serving. Dude, I'm going to be transparent. Dude, I, I was going to quit the ministry, dude. This, this, this last month. This male, whenever I went on sabbatical, I was ready to go. I talked to my deacon, Deacon Easley. I talked to Bishop Smith. I talked to Dr. Durley. I talked to Bishop. Uh, uh, I talked to a whole bunch of people. And I was like, I'm tired. I'm ready to go. I can't get this right. I can't get that right. I'm ready to go. I'm done. And they were like, who called you? And I'm like, God, you going to put your hand to the plow and then leave? We all fall short. And I'm like, I don't care. I keep falling short, but I'm a pastor. And so we all fall short. And the problem with the church is sometimes pastors act like we perfect. We ain't perfect either. It's a thorn in my side. They ain't going to tell you what the thorn is. and be like, Paul, ain't none of your business. <laughs> but there's a thorn in my side, just like there's a thorn in yours. And I ain't going to judge you and you don't judge me. But God, well, your, his grace is sufficient, which means if you give it to him, which I finally did, I finally gave it to him. You got to give it to him because it says we say this all the time in the Baptist church to him who's able to keep you from falling. To him, now to him. who's able to yeah. keep you from falling right. and present you faultless before his glory. Matter. He'll keep you from falling and he'll present you. Yeah. So it ain't your job. You got to take care of the in-between time. He the Alpha and Omega. You just got to keep walking it out and you got to keep getting better. You're never going to be sinless, but you should be sinning less. Right? You'll never be sinless, but you should sin less. My best friend said the things I used to do, I don't right, do right. as much. I don't do as much, exactly. <laughs> and some things I don't do at all. Hallelujah. Right, 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 right. If I can just get my tongue straight. Hey, if you will, close us out in prayer. Yes, Dr. yes, 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 yes. I'm going to say this. Never mind. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Appreciate ahead, it. No, 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 no. It's a knock on myself. I'm going to go out on a positive note. Lord, I thank you so much for your power and grace. We thank you so much. We thank you so much. We thank you so, so daggone much for this man of God who continues to have uncomfortable conversations, even when he don't call it that. He don't know how many times he stretched pastors, how many times Brother Scott has done so many different things to pull people out of their comfort zones and take them to a new level. Sometimes people need to see the transparency of the man and woman of God so that they can understand that they're human just like them. Because some people, because they don't know our personal lives, they think we got it all together. But God can use you the same way he uses us because we're still just flesh and blood like everybody else. God, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for this man of God. We thank you. And we bless his baby. We bless his family. And we ask for you, Lord, to give him a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaken together, and run it over. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.